Joined now by Jeff Wilson to look at uh, Super Rugby. Of course, uh, everyone back, uh, well, not everyone, but some sides having home advantage this weekend, whereas uh, last week it was only the Rebels uh, in round two. Round three is back with some really interesting matchups, I've got to say. Uh, Chiefs against the Highlanders tonight, um, and then Hurricanes against the Blues tomorrow. The other games I really like to talk to, uh, to Jeff Wilson about. Um, also like to talk about uh, Jeff Wilson about line and length being a former first-class uh, cricketer and a, a former black cap as well. Line and length, Geoffrey, what about that? That would come handy. Instead of the bouncy Yorker theory, slow ball out of the back of the hand, everything that goes on in the game of cricket these days, um, the small margins just wear teams down. Um, funnily enough, you bowl line and length now, it doesn't matter what form it appears, as though everyone just tries to put you to the fence, Smithy. So, and no one bats who they used to bat. And the pitchers don't do what they used to do. Um, so I think it's a vastly different game from when we played. Well, I think it is. It's a, it's a game that a lot of us would have, I guess, liked to have played, but we never, um, we were never indoctrinated into that form of cricket, as you, as you say, Jeff. And um, um, the, the area of concern, obviously, is, is the bowling department. Let's hope we can... We can find some answers to that and have a good second day at Hagley Oval. But uh, principally, mate, um, last weekend was uh, Super Rugby Round in Melbourne. What do you think of that concept? Was it a when you look at uh, the attendances, etc.? Do you think it's a goer? Look, I think the concept is a really good one, and and, and you know, look, reality was the first year last year got affected by COVID, so I don't think you could read too much into last season. Um, you know, the first game was... I think one of the games was cancelled, the first game, and so I never really got a chance to build momentum. I had a good chat to Mills Mulyaina, who was over there last weekend, and he felt as though it had some serious potential. There are a couple of ideas that he thinks would make it better. I, I think, definitely thinking a crossover round, um, playing against the Australian teams, just everyone matches up with the, the Australian conference. Maybe a better way of looking at things. So, And maybe doing it maybe a little bit later on in the competition, where it seems to have a little bit more consequence in regards to the playoff picture um, and where teams are sitting. But he said it was an improvement from the 12 months before. Yeah, I mean, optically, um, you know, Melbourne's a really challenging city when you're competing with other events. Ed Sheeran was on, and there was 108,000 people who were committed to go to, to um, the Melbourne Crew Ground, right? So so I think timing's pretty important, but I think in some ways, too, I think if you're trying to create a party atmosphere for a weekend, this is possibly the, the, the best way to, to go about it. I think they should persevere um, in the short-term smithy and just try and evolve and develop it into a, a something maybe a little bit bigger. And if you could add maybe even, you know, you, you think about, you know, why a Super Bowl, and we're talking one of the biggest events in the world, gets so much traction is because it's the entertainment that's around the sport which adds to mm. it. Maybe the Super yeah. Round need, you know, could add a concert of some sort or, or some sort of other celebration. But I think I don't think there's any reason, given what Super Rugby is trying to be. I don't think there's no uh, there's no reason to continue giving this a bit of a crack. Okay, right. Uh, let's uh, look at uh, tonight's encounter between the Chiefs and the Highlanders. The Chiefs, of course, have had the perfect start, two bonus point wins. The Highlanders, anything but. Uh, in Hamilton, and on the back of uh, we hear Billy Harmon and Falau Fokatava having to sit this one out because of uh, all black commitments uh, last year. Which I find a bit strange anyway, but here, here we go. Um, but players coming in, very good players coming back into the Highlanders. What are you thinking about this? Well, this is going to be a hugely tough assignment for the Highlanders. And to start this season with the Blues, Crusaders and then the Chiefs was always going to be difficult. Um, and so I think there's a lot of people who are already riding the Highlanders off. 
Yeah. Might have dropped off, Jeff. We'll uh, try and get him back as quickly as we possibly can. Um, yeah, um, it's an interesting one. Of course, the other one tonight is the Rebels against the Waratahs. Uh, Fiji and Drua against the Crusaders. Hurricanes uh, against the Blues. Um, that's uh, a big one tomorrow night um, at Sky Stadium in Wellington. Uh, we lost you I'm for a second, Jeff, and you're, yeah, well, you're just saying um, uh, a lot of people have written them off because of the, uh, but they haven't really taken into account the hard nature of their start. Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, look, this Highlanders team, there's no doubt about it. Against the New Zealand sides, it's going to be up against it. It's going to be a challenge. And look, they're they're a team which is. You know, struggling for confidence, um, bringing back Aaron Smith and Shannon Frizzell and Ethan DeGroote is obviously going to make them more competitive. But reality is, this is a side that is going to be challenged against the, the top teams, and they're going to have to rely on their, I suppose, collective finding a way to, 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 to compete tonight uh, in Hamilton. Uh, look, this Chiefs team is really, really good. I mean, they've got everything you need in a championship quality side. They're playing with confidence, they're well coached. Um, they've got plenty of belief. They've got a um, world-class first five and a fullback who's in just outstanding form in Sean Stevenson. And so you combine that with the level of experience they've got. Look, the Highlanders, you know, there could be a little bit of forecast rain, forecast rain around, which might make things, you know, maybe a little bit more competitive up front. Um, but that, in some ways, you look at the um, the Chiefs and then you start going Tokiaho, Retallick, Bay, Kane, Jacobson. Look, they've got everything they need to, to, to be really, really good. So this is a big ask for the Highlanders. They'll, um, they'll find it challenging. Uh, they put Freddie Burns back to fullback. I'm sort of interested in the direction this team takes and the way they want to play going forward because, um, you know, they're, they're going to have some opportunities in the future when they come up against Australian teams, um, but they're going to have to find some answers pretty quickly. The Chiefs, uh, Damian McKenzie, looking like uh, he's going to have a, a decent old crack in this 10 roll. Um, are you happy with what you're seeing there? Oh, magic. I'm oh, really, really happy. Saw him in the preseason against the Blues, and you could tell he was sharp. Uh, look, I, I think you saw some signs when he came back to New Zealand rugby at the back of last year. It was a Damian McKenzie we, we all had, had seen and experienced before that had worn the, worn the all-black jersey. And he looks incredibly comfortable with who he's got in the way that they're playing. Um, but I think that's because of the security he's getting and the confidence he's getting from a fullback, which is stepping up what he needs him to step up. And, and that's what Stevenson has added to his game. And look, he's had a remarkable 12 months, Sean Stevenson, to play his way into an all-black 15 and then come start this season the way he finished last year. Um, you know, I think that's where this side has got some real assets. And the other one as well is, is Josh Iwani. Him being able to come off mm. the bench um, and slot into 10, which means D-Mac can go back to 15 if required. They've just got some versatility there. And, and like I say, when, when, when it's clear that Super Rugby requires you to have depth, they've got it. The Blues uh, travel to uh, Wellington. I, a really interesting matchup, of course, well publicised. Uh, the Hurricanes will be without Adi Savia, which gives... A really impressive, uh, I thought, uh, NPC player last uh, year and Peter Larkai an opportunity to, to come from the back of the scrum. Um, what do you think about this matchup? Massive uh, and, and huge for the Blues because you know, they're looking at that this is a competitor in, in the New Zealand Conference and in terms of the competition where this Hurricanes team, when they're, uh, when they're on top of their game, they're strong in the right positions as well. And they're going to rely heavily on a Brett Cameron in the Hurricanes, but I think Larkai is massive for them. Um, you know, he was outstanding last year. It's great to see him get an opportunity. I want him to see and get, to play big minutes. 
Artie's a huge loss, though, massively. Um, but I mean, this Blues team uh, were good in, in week one. They were very frustrated last week against the Brumbies team, which was, you know, I, I think dogged and determined. And they were the Brumbies that we know that they are. They're a good team as well. But to me, they're a top four or five side in this competition, the Brumbies. So the Blues can look at that, and they need to learn from the second 40 where their wealth uh, of possession and, and their ability to, to, to score points, and they, they should really have won that game. They just didn't get it done. So this is a um, this is an important bounce bounce back performance for the Blues. They need to get it to get this uh, get this done. But um, the Hurricanes at home, oh, oh, look, I'd, like I say, I think the lot's going to fall on on young Brett Cameron and uh, and and how they play uh, and their decision makers. But you know, I'm excited for this one because um, you know this Hurricanes team when they're on, they're they're, they're strong in, in key areas. You know. There's only one change um, enforced by injury, and that's AJ Lamb coming in for Mark Talia, who had quite the start to the season. But uh, there's a really interesting matchup, and uh, I know we talk about this bloke uh, every week, but uh, here's a real good one for Roger Tuovasa-Shek against Geordie Barrett, looking to make uh, the all-black jersey number 12 his own, and the guy who wants to make a statement about that too. He started really well, Roger Tuovasa-Shek. Um, um, I really like what he's doing uh, that you're, you're right. If you're going to make a statement and if you want to let people know that, you know what, I'm in for the fight. And, and you know, if you look at the, the second five position at the highest level right now, you've got Geordie Barrett, David Harvili, you've got Anton Leonard-Brown. So it's a really a, a huge ask for Roger Tuovasa-Shek because essentially he is a one-position player. Hasn't played enough. He's played a little bit on the wing. I'm also in the preseason at fullback. I would like to have seen him play there a little bit more. But if you're going to make a statement, this is the time to do it. But Geordie Barrett is, you know, and you talk about matchups. In the end, it's not like you play head to head, but it's the impact you can have on the game which will will make you stand out. Geordie Barrett's going to have an impact because there are so many things that he brings. It's what difference does Roger Tuovasa-Shek bring to the Blues, and can he get his hands on the ball? How many times can he get over the advantage line? Defensively, can he make the right decisions when he needs to? And there's still one one question mark around, can he be another playmaker? Can he be a guy, when he gets the ball in his hands, can he create for others, not just himself? That's where Geordie Barrett probably, you know, at the moment, his decision-making, his foreign pass, his offload, all of that means he's the complete player. Roger's got some really nice attributes. He just needs to show a little bit more. And that's where Harvili, all-round player, kicking game, passing game, the ability to create for others. That's where Roger needs to show a little bit more. If he does that, then the conversation changes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a mouth-watering clash. I really do. And I think the Highlanders are going to produce a wee bit more uh, tonight than they have um, with uh, Aaron smith Frizzell and DeGroote back. Also, uh, the Crusaders have got a nice little... Um, a nice little outing in uh, Lotoka. We know it'll be hot. We know what the atmosphere will be like. And uh, the Fijian Drua at home, uh, uh, it'll be anything, I think, particularly early on, uh, anything but a cakewalk. Yeah, uh, it's one of those games where you can get sucked into. when you and, and a lot of these teams have played in Fiji. They've not played against the Drua. It was when they were playing sort of derby games and they were taking matches up there. And it is hot. It is humid and it takes its toll. And we've seen a remarkable high-scoring swinging affairs where one team's been in control for 40 minutes and the other team's come storming back and won. And that's the danger of when you're playing the Drua in Fiji is the fact that if you get sucked in to that type of game, that is right up their alley. The fact that if you get away from structure 
if it's at a high tempo, it will take its toll. And then all of a sudden, you put yourself under pressure because they are prepared and capable of scoring. I mean, more, more, they scored more tries in their own half last year than they did the opposition half. Well, they, they essentially, they, they're a long-range team. And we've already seen it this season, what they're capable of. So it's a danger. But the Crusaders, um, they understand that these, these games are really important. You have to win these games. You want to control your destiny early on in the season or where you sit on the table at the end of the season. So I, I, I'm excited about it because it's, this is what this tournament was about. When you created this competition, the Drua, well, you wanted them to be playing in Fiji. They've got seven games there this year. This is why this competition has the potential to grow because this is what it's, it's about. It's different challenges and different environments and different fans. I think it'll be a great, great occasion. I think it will too. I'd actually would love to be there for that. Um, to be, uh, I just, I just kind of got a in my multi Jeff uh, for the weekend. I've, I've actually put my Iona Pacifica in to beat the force, and I, I think this is one that Aaron Major might have looked at and thought, I think we can get this one. And on early season form, the force looked like they get a ball. They are gettable, but the force at home, um, they're good. I, I, I know what you. Moana Pacifica for me. What were they paying? What did you get them at? In your mind? Um, I got them at two dollars sixty head to head. Oh, so you're there, your maker. They're your multi maker, are they? They're the ones that are just it's just that little wee, and it's the last game of the round. There's no doubt they get them. Mm. Um, Moana need to the Moana Pacifica team. They need to learn and learn quickly about where they're falling down in games, and it's for them. It's about their last twenty minutes. Their last twenty five minutes is the fact that they need to they need to win that. Um, this is their opportunity. This is their game where they can, like you say, they can make their first statement of the year. And if, if they want to show improvement, this is when they do it. I, I like the odds at 260, but I, I don't think you can underestimate the force. Okay. Cool, Jeff. Uh, thanks for the preview. Hopefully a better day for the Black Caps and um, a better yes, night for so the too. Highlanders. I too. Yeah, I do. I do too, I really do. Uh, great to talk to you, mate. Uh, enjoying your work on the tally as well. So thanks very much for that, um, and have a fine weekend, sir. Thanks very much, Monday. Always a pleasure to chat. Cheers, buddy.